What is up, Make Community? You know that's right. It's another episode when that beat drops. It's about that time, as Amanda would say, to break forth the rhythm and the rhyme. <laughs> as that beat was playing, by the way, you couldn't see this, but um, this is why we don't have our podcast on video. Because I'm a good dancer. Because Amanda was over here like a chicken, uh, flapping chicken wings. Fla- <laughs> exactly, <laughs> flapping wings. Hey, Amanda, how are you today? You I'm doing good. all right? I'm really good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, Tuesday. And, uh, it feels like it's Friday. It does, because I've been up since 1230 Why? last night. I don't know. I went to bed at, here's the deal, I went to bed at 10 o'clock. And um, <clears throat> I woke up at 1230, and I was like, man, it's got to be like close to five. <laughs> And I looked nope. at my phone, and it was like, it's 1230, 1231 to be exact. And I was like, man, I'll lay here. I'll fall back asleep. And nope. you ever lay there for a while, and you're like, surely I've, surely it's been like 20 minutes. Yeah. Or an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's 1233. And I was like. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, now we're going to get up. Yeah. So I went downstairs, and I uh, did Your some Your insomnia is a real thing. It's not really insomnia. Well, then what is it? I don't know. It's been, since I came out of the womb, I've been like this. You're broken. Uh, oh, okay, kettle. I'm pot. We're both fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I mean, but I'm functioning. I'm just fine. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, we'll see. We have about 45 minutes to test Oh, that. well. <laughs> that can go off the rails really quickly. It, <laughs> As usual. It did before the uh, microphones even started <laughs> this morning. Hey, uh, so, again, we don't, there's a lot of reasons why we don't video this podcast, mostly because we don't want evidence. But, yeah. um, hey, your nails are done up That's real right. well. Like, uh, That's who, right. who did the nails? Um, me. Are they, are they for Valentine's Day? No, yeah. Well, yeah. They're stickers. It's called Dashing Diva. All the Dashing, ladies on staff. All the, <laughs> all the yeah. ladies on staff have gotten me. Dashing on them. Diva. They stay on for two weeks. Yeah. Um, okay. And you may have noticed on the microphone, not just sitting in the room all looking at us awkwardly um, every As time we say does. something awkwardly, <laughs> uh, but Robert's back on the podcast today. Yay. Yep. I'm back. You didn't even know you were going to be on the podcast today. Nope. You were I yelled at like 30 him. seconds ago yep. when Amanda was like, hey, why don't you be on the podcast? <laughs> Bobby. Uh, Bob, Bob, Bobby, 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 Bobby. What? Yeah. Uh, I think it was mom. <laughs> when he did mom, the show. mom. If you know that reference, we're friends. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, it, it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's a Tuesday. Feels like a Monday. When you're hearing this, it's on a Wednesday, yeah. and it probably feels like Friday. I'm already confused. Yeah, I, I, do you have a, do you guys do this? Like, I have. There's a lot of days I don't know what day it is. Oh, all the time. Oh yeah. Like yeah, I don't know if this lately. is anywhere else in the world, but in church church time for me, like I've got no concept of. I know when Sunday is. Yeah. And and once Sunday's over, I'm like, I know another one's coming. Yeah. So uh, at some point it'll be here. In between, there's days. Like in my head, all day today, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, same. I thought it was Wednesday. Because I morning. keep thinking tomorrow's Thursday. Yeah. And I'm like, why do I think tomorrow's Thursday? Yeah. And um, but tomorrow's not Thursday. Tomorrow's you, Wednesday. You know when like an ambulance comes and then they're like, "Ma'am, do you know what day it is?" I'd be I, like, "Oh, no," I, and they'd be like, "Your brain." I'd be like, "Oh, <laughs> no, I mean, no, yes, yes, but not." Be- Never mind. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a bad illustration it for was, you, but that was my bad. Uh, yeah. If if they asked me if I knew what day it is, I, in oh. my right mind, I can't tell them what day it is. Correct. Um, and I'm very rarely in my right mind, anyhow. See? Hey, this week's also Valentine's Day. Um, you guys Love. do anything special for your uh, your significant other? Go ahead, Bobby. Sure, I'll go first. Uh, normally, we go all out on buying sushi for dinner. Yeah. Oh, did, now what's your spot? Same as you. Oh, yeah, I can't remember so the name. It? It's right sushi. by Trader Joe's. The one Joe's. you like. Oh, the one right there at, uh, is it Wilmot? S- yeah, sushi. Sushi. It's right there by Trader Joe's. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Soul just no. peeked his sushi head around place. that corner in the dark and almost scared the living daylights <laughs> out of me. I like... I just saw I saw his head pop through. Oh, he can um, replace me. So we'll probably ought to sit down at the table with us. Yeah, come on, man. You know that we're gonna do impromptu guesting today on the show. Um, so we'll literally just peeked around the corner. And uh, why are you? Oh, that's Arizona Cardinals. For a minute, I thought you were wearing a Philadelphia Eagles hat, and I was about <laughs> to be why like, "Why is this happening?" That's that's even worse yeah. than <laughs> you walking in here with Arizona uh, Cardinals on. Hey, what are you doing, buddy? Hey, just uh, popping in. See how you guys are doing. Oh, we're doing great. We're I mean, doing great. We're trying to figure out what we're doing. Yeah, well, yeah. right now, a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> uh, I know. You're, so you're taking you you're doing sushi extravaganza with your wife. Yep. For is that like an annual thing you guys do? Yes. Oh, that's great. And Jackie loves it. Your daughter. Oh yeah. She's oh my. So Natalie, my <laughs> yeah. my youngest, she had her first sushi at four, and yep. she wanted to go, and I was like, she's gonna hate this, but mm-hmm. I love sushi, so nobody else in my family eats it but me. Yeah. She went and dude, at four years old, she put down two rolls. Oh yeah. And I was like, Kate's oh, the same that's way. my kid. He, every Wednesday, fries or sprouts, it's six bucks for a roll of sushi. So he's always Ooh. like, hey, mom. I'm like, oh, God. You shouldn't have told me that little tidbit. Oh, yeah. Fr- I'm going to go broke. And they make it fresh. Um, I mean, Arizona I'm, fresh. I'm going to go broke. Yeah. So so what are you, what are you and Norma doing for Valentine's Day? 
Well, probably nothing tomorrow. Uh, she has uh, an extraction tomorrow, I think, of her oh, tooth. So. Like no. with the military or in her mouth? They're like, get her out, get her out. Swarm, swarm. Well, tooth extraction. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Bummer. Yeah, that that's not going to be a fun Valentine's Day. No. no. It's like a third visit, and three out of four, so. Yeah. They're gonna do a root canal and all that. So she oh, I just had one of those. Happy Valentine's oh. Day. Just, just for the record, I thought it was gonna be the worst thing ever. No, it's it, not bad. It took ten minutes. Oh, it's more the sounds. I don't like the drilling and the. Well, they that put this. Me. They put this like this rubber glove feeling thing over your mouth to protect <laughs> oh, yeah. everything, so and they cut a hole in it. But mine slipped, and they didn't know it. So I was like, I couldn't breathe because I was sucking in latex. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah. he was like, you okay? I'm uh, like, no, no, no. Like trying to yell no, but I can't because I, there's all this stuff. I but, wish I could see that. Uh, yeah, I, I could in the light reflection. You know, when you go to the dentist, you could see yourself. I look like like Hannibal Lecter. Like it was wild. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. So you're obviously you're not doing anything tomorrow. Not tomorrow. But yeah, make it up. What do you what are you going to do to celebrate Valentine's Day beyond Valentine's Day? Well, depending on how she feels, we had plans to go out next day. But yeah. with Norma, it's always like, where do you want to go? She doesn't want to go nowhere. Oh, yeah. I found this funny thing that they say oh, works yeah. 100 times on women. Yeah. Or 100% of the time, not 100 times. Yeah, uh, I saw uh, you that. You go, hey, I'm taking you to your favorite place. Can you guess what it is? And then they say it, and you're like, exactly. That's where I'm taking you. There you go. They Thank you, Amanda. You. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought about it. I was like, that would 100% work. Because oh, I'd yeah. be like, lucky. He'd be like, yep, I'm like, yes. <laughs> And he'd be like, sweet, because I was, I was going to take you to McDonald's. I'm so glad you said that. That's good. That is probably very accurate. I don't think so. You don't think Adam would take me to McDonald's? Or I think he cheap. would, but more for the more for the humor of it than he would for the, for the uh, cheapness of it. If we pulled up, I'd be like, mm, no. I don't know. Back mm. in the day, I'm just saying. Oh, I used to play, put down I play 20 double, doves, I played so double cheeseburger. I'm just saying. Double quarter I mean, pounder? You could, you could have me at hello right yeah. there back in the day. But I have a 40-year-old stomach now, and it's like, no. Are you that. officially 49? No, not till 21st, but I'm embracing it. Did you see? I saw you had a birthday party yesterday. Well, birthday dinner. Some of the girls at work took me out. So would you not call that a party? Yes, it was. With the people I was with. Did they bring you any gifts? Uh, yeah. Did they buy your dinner? Uh-huh. Okay, then it was a party. That's a party. That's a party. Okay. That's a party. <laughs> it was awesome. Nobody's ever done that for me. Oh. What? Well, was that sad? Like Aww. compassion, like you talked about on Sunday? Like, no, Aww. that was, that was mm-hmm. like <laughs> disdain. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, oh, poor thing. Oh, that wasn't compassion. I didn't do that. <laughs> that was sadness. So That's what that was. So what? What are you guys no. doing for for Valentine's Day? <laughs> I came. I didn't come up with it. I saw it. You write down two places that you would want to go eat at, two places you'd want dessert at, and then two things you would do for fun. And then you hold them up and you pick. Oh them. yeah, I've seen that on social. So we're media. doing that with me. With Cade's gonna pick them. So it's like culinary dropout, or I think he chose La Frida, which. I go there too much, but, um, so he's going to pick and that's where we're going to go. And then it's like dinner in a movie or board games and movie at home, whatever. So that's what we're doing. I like that. That's yeah. cool. So we don't know what we're doing. What, what What's your LaFrida thing over there? I just saw. <laughs> because they know her. Oh yeah. By name. Oh, I'm <laughs> friends with a lot of them on Instagram now. They've been adding me. Yeah. We're I walked friends. in and we just mentioned the man and like, oh yeah. Hey LaFrida, why don't you sponsor our podcast? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, oh, what if we had like. LaFrida no. lunches. Oh. <laughs> on a morning party, I'll eat lunch for breakfast. I'll eat right now. I don't I'll, care. Bro, I Bring me a pina colada and some tacos. That's why I was up at twelve thirty. I'm like, you had a pina colada and tacos? <laughs> no, I did oh. not have a pina. That would have put me back to sleep. No. Uh, I did not do that yeah. at twelve thirty. But I'm like, you know what? The first thing I did, I was like, what's in the pantry? What's in the fridge? I'm like, and then I'm like, don't eat at twelve thirty, you dummy. Like, so I went and laid down and stayed awake and didn't eat. Um, and didn't eat. And then I'm five thirty. I'm I'm hangry because I haven't eaten anything. Should have ate something. I know. Um, Never not eat. Yeah, and so. Our Valentine's Day, like I'm, I'm taking the afternoon off tomorrow, and uh, Laura and I are gonna, we're gonna find just some fun little spot in Tucson we've not done yet. We, awesome. we follow this uh, Instagram account, um, like things to do in Tucson. I can't remember the name of the Instagram. Should she would know? And that they always send. Are you really putting on deodorant on the podcast right now? <laughs> Wow. Yes. And it, for I'm those of you that sweating. are wondering who I just said that to, it was Amanda. Of course. I don't think they couldn't have guessed that. Well, I'm sweating. It's warm in here. Are you okay? Yeah. No, Maybe you're I'm not. Maybe I'm menopausal. No, no. I'm, I'm glad you got camo on today. At least we can't see you. Like, there's that. <laughs> not um, hot pink this time. You're just a floating head. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to, uh, there's like a couple little things in town that we saw on that Instagram that I think we're going to try to pop into. If they're good, can you tell me what they are? I always tell you. I know that's true. I'm just making no. sure. Keep I'm like, every time I go somewhere, you're like, wait, I've been wanting to go there. Or, hey, is it good? It's yeah. like, well, I don't eat bad stuff. Well, have you been so. Jaime's Pizza? I no. thought it said Jamie's Pizza. 
But we're no. in Tucson, so you're it's Jaime's. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, my God. It's so good. Jaime's. 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 Well, the, both the owners are not named Jaime or Jamie, so I don't, I don't know. But it's maybe, good. Maybe that's their kid, or maybe it's a grandkid, or well, now I'm maybe ask. it's the loss of a loved one. Well, now I'm not going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> made it awkward. I hope you go in and make it as awkward as possible, because you're really good at that. I am very good <laughs> at that. You're fantastic <laughs> at it. Challenge accepted. Hey, so Sunday, we were in week two of our series one up, mm-hmm. and... Um, before we dive into what you have, Amanda, uh, we had a brand new uh, TV show on stage. The first episode of <gasps> Salsa with Saul has gone from podcast yeah. to on camera. Like it's in syndication now. Like yeah. we can go back and watch this anytime. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, so Saul, talk to me about like just that whole process because uh, Henry preached in Revive yes. and he made salsa as well. Yes, he did. And I saw the video and I can just tell you. It wasn't as good. Oh, Henry. I can promise you it wasn't as good. But tell me how that went over in Revive. I'd be really interested to know. Yeah, it went really well. I mean, they even had somebody go up there and taste it. Um, he said it was good. Oh. But then when he took the alchu, they, they have a rock where they mash it in. It's yeah. called Molcajete. Uh, they kind of just mashed it. He mashed it on stage, did the process on stage, and then when he took it off, everybody started tasting it, and his wife's all, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she had to add some ingredients into it, and everybody after that loved it. So. That needs that woman's touch. Yeah, you know why? Because the guy who had it has probably not had salsa like <laughs> salsa. Yeah. Um, like. I walked to my car after on Tuesday, and I it took a good hour before my tongue felt better. <laughs> it's <was> so <laughs> spicy. See, I didn't think it was that spicy. Me neither. What? Like, I, I sat backstage Sunday after 8.30, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, five or six chips of it. And uh, I didn't want to eat on stage because I'm scared I'm going to something stuck in my throat. And then it's going to be like, clack, 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 the whole time, um, which is the worst noise ever. I'll never do that again on a microphone. <laughs> like I just made dumber. myself uncomfortable. <laughs> you hear the most um, annoying sound so, in the world? So, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, sorry, listeners. Um, if you never come back, I understand why. Um, mostly Amanda, but that come right back. there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's usually because Amanda starts on the microphone going, <laughs> and I'm Sniff like, it. oh my gosh, why are you sniffing the microphone? That's a good way um, to see if you can hear my That's sounds. a horrible way to know if I can hear your sounds. Don't please stop. Please stop. It's so awkward. Um, how did? But how did that play out in Revive? Did did the the illustration? It, the, really, the illustration was is that you got to put the time into making yes. disciples, um, and if you put the time in, you get a really good product out of it of people coming to know Jesus. How did that translate for Revive? It went really well. I mean, everybody started talking about the process and and understanding. You know, you also mentioned in your message the time that we're in. Yeah. You know, to invest the time, invest into people. I think it really, really hit hard with a lot of people. Yeah. Robert, how about online? How did all that translate online? I always think about that stuff because we always think through two lenses when we're planning messages, series, elements. Um, how does it translate for Revive? How does it translate online? Actually, there's a third lens now. How does it translate in ASL? ASL, mm-hmm. yeah. Because we have a, I love it, 1230. We have an entire section for our deaf community. And man, they're just eating it up. They, oh, yeah. They're having, my, my daughter's in ASL at school and They've invited her to sit in that section so she can learn better. And uh, she was like four rows back on Sunday. And um, the the mom, kind of the matriarch of that area, she was like, you come sit down here with me. And I'm like, oh, now it's on. (laughs) They've sucked her in. (laughs) But how did it translate online with that whole illustration? Did it land well? Did it it feel like a cooking show online? Oh, yeah. It turned out really nice. People were laughing. People enjoyed it. How you guys described the food, how it tasted, how it smelled. It turned out good. Yeah. It, it was just a fun way to, to lean in. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, Amanda, from your perspective, just uh, from socials, from engaging with people, um, that was a launching point. But what do you want to lean into even deeper today than what we did on Sunday? Um, with socials, it's funny because since we started one up, there's way more engagement on social media. Really? People are, yes. People are like interacting, they're talking, they're sharing, they're commenting. So I don't know if they're feeling more comfortable to be disciples and like reach more people. But yeah, I've noticed on social media, there's a lot more engagement. Well, I think one of the keys in this series we could really lean into is sharing on socials. Yeah. Like if you see something we post, like share that, replicate that with people because the reach gets really far really quick Mm -hmm. when people start sharing content. Well, and social media has been a very negative thing over the past, I don't know, 10 years, especially the most past three years, you know, TikTok coming on. But what I've noticed in social media is Jesus is and got the, it's everywhere now. And you're starting to see more influencers that are Christian influencers versus like clothing influencers or dance influencers. So now's the time to start, like, let's jump on that train and start sharing and getting the word out there. 
Well, and I, I love too, like when people share their experience on Sunday morning and tag us, yeah. like we share it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you're at one of our experiences, do us a favor, go, pick up your phone. You got it with you. Take a picture, tag us. You can tag the church, tag me, tag Amanda, tag Soul, tag Robert, you know. Just tag everybody. Tag everybody. Um, it's like a big old game of tag. Yeah. Not well, tag. I mean, mm. we are doing that. Or if you're Christine, tag. Tag. Because um, she's from <laughs> she Minnesota, even though she's not. Bag and we're going to play tag. I, I don't know tag. how she became Minnesotan real quick. <laughs> she's from here. It's she's like almost thing. Canadian, yeah, but she's from Tucson. Yeah. Um, she's like, hello, eh? Hey. Um, you know, oh, you want to tag? I don't know why I just made her a weird <laughs> Dutch was... person, but, um, <laughs> so anyhow, with all that said, like what, let's lean into what are the deeper implications, things you want to kind of pull out for our listeners? Well, one, I have two, one was <laughs> one, I have two, I have two, three. maybe three. The first one that shocked me was only 7% of the United States is, uh, evangel- evangelical, evangelical, <laughs> <laughs> Christians. Are you okay? Did, I think I just had a stroke. Fall asleep? What happened? <laughs> Evangelical uh, Christians. Yes, yes, which you said that's like 22 million. You could fit them in the state of New York. And then you look at the entire United States. That's nothing. Right. That's not good. So that kind of broke my heart a little bit. But then the compassion thing where you're like, it's what kind of what Saul did to me a little bit ago, where it's not like, oh, it's like he felt it in his guts. And I feel like. Now that was the salsa. <laughs> that's, that's what he felt. <laughs> we have a few people that felt that in their <laughs> yeah, guts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but I think us having more empathy, that's compassion mm-hmm. and empathy. Uh, is going to go a long way with being disciples and like actually feeling for people deep inside of us. And I think that a lot of people are scared to do that. I think we feel judged constantly when we're trying to be disciples. So people decide not to be, we need to stop caring what people think. We care what he thinks. Absolutely. That's it. Well, and, and in that, and I think that's two sided. I think I, I, I very rarely do I care what another person thinks. Like I'm not, uh, and I say that very, I, I say that very strategically because I, it's not that I don't care what you think. I just don't care what you think, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I, uh, there's, if it comes down to pleasing God or pleasing you, yeah. sorry, yep. it, I, I'm going to go with Jesus sorry, every time. Sorry. Um, it's like, I, I saw this morning on Instagram quest love from um, the roots, mm-hmm. the band, the roots. I follow him and he had posted about the, um, he gets us commercials during the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, that organization even they they even say like we're we're a pre-evangelism springboard for you. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to spark conversation. Um, but then he posted that this is this organization is actually funded by a hate speech Christian, and so I start digging into this, and uh, it is funded by a, a multimillionaire Christian um, who is trying to uh, you know deal with abortion bills and deal with like all these different kinds of things that are biblically sound. Um, but that is not labeled hate speech, right? If, if I'm going to stand on my religious belief as a Christian, there's people that are calling what I believe hate speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the church has got to be really strategic in how we navigate those things. And and while even the he gets us commercial, I love them. I think they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't tell the whole story. They're not supposed to. Um, but what's happening is I think we've got to be careful even with stuff like that because as we, as we look to reach our culture, um, we got to be careful that we don't l- allow those commercials to be, uh, well, Jesus endorses the way I live. Mm. That's not what they're saying. Jesus loves you, period. Doesn't mean an endorsement on your lifestyle. It doesn't mean an endorsement on all the, like, there's things that Jesus doesn't endorse in my life right. that I do. Um, he still loves me. Um, he gets me. Uh, but he doesn't endorse me. Mm. Like, it, I'm not the endorsement on when I do something really stupid and sinful. He's not like, ah, oh, it's all good, buddy. You just keep doing that. I love you. Like, that, that's not the purpose, but we've got to understand the culture feels that way. Yeah. And when, when we say anything counter to that, that's why I think our, our verbiage, the way that we package what we do, the way we preach the gospel, um, you heard me say this Sunday, like we don't create this environment on Sunday morning for Christians first. Mm. That's not the first audience I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of like, Robert, how do I find your non-Christian friend that lives in your neighborhood that you're trying to reach? How do I create an environment that you can invite him into that he's not going to feel like I don't get any of this? So what you're trying to do what Jesus did? Find people who... Well, now let's not get nuanced. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, uh, you know. but like we're not trying to find perfect Christians to speak to. We're no. trying to find people well, the, who Well, first of all, there are no away. perfect Christians. Yeah. Um, anybody who believes that, I got a really nice a piece of, of oceanfront property in Wisconsin <laughs> to sell you. Um, by the way, there's no ocean in Wisconsin for those of you that don't know geography. Um, it, you know, but I, I think that for so long in church, we've tried to cater to people that already know Jesus. Mm-hmm instead of empowering those that already know Jesus to go out and help reach people that don't know Jesus to bring them into an environment where we can reach them. Yeah. And you know, ad nauseum, I'm going to keep creating environments where non-Christians can walk into and go, I don't know what this is, but I want to be a part of it versus I don't know what this is. And it's weird as I'll get out. And I never want to come back here again because 
they're not even, they don't care about me. Well, you know, people need to have grace too. like, try to have grace and understand it. Like when you watch that commercial, I have half the people are like, Oh, that's this and that. And then other people that loved it. And it's like, instead of like, don't look at the commercial and judge it because mm-hmm. of that, look at it. And then do your own research and go on your own journey right. with it. But like, don't dive deep well, into we, who we, made it and why. We've judged an entire people group based off of Taylor Swift getting three seconds of airtime. That's during insane. Our, <laughs> and, and here's what I say. I'm like, why are you mad about that? Yeah. yeah. And she didn't say, hey, cameraman five. There, make there's sure a, there's a, like, by the way, I counted during the Super Bowl. They showed her five times until afterwards for a total of maybe 12 seconds. Yeah. Maybe 12 seconds. And these people are like, I'm done watching football. It's the Taylor Swift show. And I'm like. You got a whole new audience of people that want to be engaged with yeah. the NFL. Yeah. Want to be engaged with football. Something you love. If my daughter was like she never watched football but she loves Taylor Swift and she now she wants to watch football with me because of Taylor Swift, I'd be like, "Thank you Taylor Swift." Amy was there watching the Super Bowl and she was all like, "Oh, there's Taylor. Oh, there's Taylor." But she <laughs> yeah. stayed and watched the For entire her it was thing. the Taylor Bowl. It wasn't Correct. the Super Bowl. But she was um, part of the But she was in. In yep. in the church. Ch- but yep. we do the same thing in the church. Yep. Like we're like, "Well, I don't even want to go to church anymore because all they're doing is this. Yeah. Uh, or you could be really excited. What we're doing is bringing people in that have never seen Jesus before. Yes. That's why, one, I have to use props and weird things because that's how I think and how I remember things. <laughs> um, but for have, to have you on stage doing a cooking show on Sunday, people remember that. Mm-hmm. Like on Sunday, like I've got the gold Zelda cartridge right behind me from the original Nintendo. Oh, man. That's, so um, that's my opening illustration for Sunday. Uh, again, it's another visual. Like I know every... Every dude from the age of probably 30 to 50 remembers Zelda. And you may not remember the gold cartridge Zelda because you may have been too young or, but if you're, if you're over 40, you remember it. Make sure you blow in it on stage. I don't oh, like I will. Don't worry. Be like, oh, <laughs> not only did you have to blow in it, but then you had to make move it up and down to get it to stick <laughs> or right. You, you know, get it just out enough. Just it right. Yeah, in. and it snaps yeah. in. Yeah, I don't think that any of, did nothing. None of that worked, but <laughs> we thought it. But did. we all thought it did because yeah. eventually you'd be like, "It's working." Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, again, using using things, Jesus did this all the time. This is where Jesus was brilliant. He used parts of culture. He understood the times he was in yes. and how to reach the people. Yeah. And, and so, and some people are like, "Well, he was Jesus." Well, true, but he also was fully human mm-hmm. yes. and he was in the culture he was immersed in the culture um not of the culture but in the culture and he he learned how to minister to them with what they had in front of them mm. and how does this play out bilingually i you know because the hispanic community is different than obviously me yeah um, i mean for even me you know coming from a traditional background it's kind of hard sometimes to keep up with culture um and what we're finding out now is as we adapt to culture it's actually reaching more yeah. And uh, it, it's kind of crazy. You know, I've never would have thought, you know, I was raised in the traditional uh, ways of things, you know, being in, involved in the Hispanical culture. But it, it's just amazing to see as we're breaking. We talked to we already said it. We talked about money. We're talking about sex. We're talking about all these things. And I actually said it on a podcast is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you just said two words I never thought you'd ever say. <laughs> yeah. Money but, and sex. But it's transformational, you know, and you see it in the eyes of the people, in the hearts of the people. And it, and it moves us to mission. Yeah. And that's amazing. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. Like, uh, I think for years in traditional context, and it doesn't have to be just Hispanic traditional, like uh, I grew up in very white evangelical traditional church. Uh, we never talked about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we never talked about money. We never talked about sex. We never talked about power. We like, it, it was always very surfacey and very, you know, how you can get more spiritually fat is really what it was growing up for me. And there were some good things. Like uh, the, my, my pastor that I would call my pastor growing up, Keith, he was the first person I ever had as a pastor that I was like, oh, this guy's different. Like he shifted how I preach and how I think of church and how I think of Jesus. And um, because he was doing it, he was a real dude. Like I'd go play golf with him and my dad and I'm like, oh, he's one of us. He's not in some upper echelon where he thinks he's more spiritual than all of us. Um, he was one of us. And I'm like, oh, that's how Jesus was with the 12. He was one of them. He, he did life with them. Like I, I always laugh that you know, we don't read the parts of the in-between when Jesus is around a campfire with the 12. Mm. Like, I, I, man, I promise you there was hilarious moments. Yeah. You know, there's probably some, you know, every guy I know turns into a 12-year-old boy at some point around a campfire. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure somebody had gas around the fire and Jesus was like, oh, I bet that was Peter <laughs> talking out of both sides of his mouth. You know, uh, you, you know I mean, uh, I just think that there was this, people were drawn to Jesus. Yes. And, and when we don't understand the times that we are in, like the men of Issachar that we talked about on Sunday, when we don't understand the times we're in, we think that we are the times we are in, we miss the rest of culture. Yep. And I think it's so key. If we're going to make disciples, we got to understand the culture that we're in. Yes. Robert, any thoughts? Yeah. Like 
being able to relate to other people instead of just, I don't know, being distant. I love the relatability. <clears throat> like when we have a, the car show, that's yeah. an mm-hmm. example of having something that's related to our culture that just brings people in. I was able to bring my brother in, his family in, and it was fantastic. He brought his car and he just, it's like a spark to just yeah. get a little bit of information. It's not my job to get him saved, but at least I can start the Get him in the motion. process. Yeah. yeah. Well, even I think with your brother, like we had a gate that we built yeah. and he made the gate. And I'm like, it, it was one of those, like, he's probably not going to come to church, but he is now because he welded a gate for us to use on stage and he wants to see his work on stage. Um, by the way, that gate was, was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. it, uh, do we still have that? I'm not sure. Maybe it's out back. somewhere. It's probably in the storage somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, we ought to have that somewhere. <laughs> and then same with the the men's group. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. Like and us making it so simple for everyone to make the next step. Mm-hmm. Like how many people did we have it go into rooted? It literally went from the man group yeah. to a rooted group. Yeah, we've got like 35, 35 guys. At 6 in the morning. 35 guys showing up now That's at 6 crazy. in the morning for rooted in three groups. And I had so many moms reach out to me on social media asking if their teenage son, that my son wants to do it so bad, he was yeah, at the man group. And I was like, yeah. we're going to have that for students and we possibly could have on or like a Zoom option. Like this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and think about how simple that was. Like the, we did zero promotion. We did nothing. You know that, right? We had like, a card. I literally stood on stage on one Sunday and went, hey, yeah. tomorrow morning, I'm going to be here at 6 a.m. Show up or shut up. And 300 people were like, me I, too. I guilted a bunch of dudes into showing up on Monday morning. <laughs> yep. We shut down Houghton Road. Um, and, and you you guys were here, uh, and, you know, and this didn't give anything away, but I literally said, this this ain't lady church, this man church. I'm not giving you anything. I'm not giving you a centerpiece. I'm not giving you a doily, a table. Like, um, we're, we're going to talk about heavy man stuff in this place. And um, if you want to be a better man, show up and live these things out. Can I tell you the amount of wives that I've had send me messages going, this saved our marriage? I'm like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't save your marriage. Your husband finally got serious about doing what God's called him to do. Um, but I think we overcomplicate this stuff in the church. Like, all that proved to me is men are really hungry to be better. Yes. Yep. And of the 55 guys that said that they wanted to be in a group, 35 coming, that's a pretty good retention rate of it guys is. that said, I want to be in a group to get 35 of the 55 and then probably the other 20 want to, they just can't at that time for 10 weeks. A right? lot of people were saying they just couldn't because of timing. But now I have other dudes going, Hey, I'm starting a fire pit group at my house, yeah. just inviting dudes over. And once a month, we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, like Paul, um, D young, um, is that right? Did yeah. I say that right? Yes. Uh, I got too many D something in my head, like <laughs> DeVage, DeYoung. Yeah. Um, they, uh, he's starting a fire pit group at the last, I think it's the last Monday of every month out at our fire pit here on the property. Yeah. Um, and guys are engaging. It, it, it's and again, know the times you're in, and and speak into it. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Stop overcomplicating making disciples. Yeah. Like you don't have to go teach a class and sit in a circle and sing kumbaya. That's weird. Well, don't. and don't say your opinions. Say come from the Bible. I think Absolutely. a lot of people start saying their opinions, and then people are like, it gets a turnoff. It's like you're not even being a disciple at that point. You're just telling yeah. me how you feel. Right. Preach the Bible to me. So I can understand it. Yeah. E- even better, because what we're going to talk about this next weekend is preaching and teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, and I'm gonna, you'll hear this is a preview for the message, but um, uh, you, can't, you can't even spell the word preach without the word reach. Mm. Um, well. and, and so I'm going to talk about that. Like, it, it, you know, actually reaching starts with relatability. And, you know, I, 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 I joked as I was reading that, as I was writing that this last week, as I was, so I was like, oh, that's my new rap name, P Reach, um, you know, <laughs> um, DJ P Reach. P Reach. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, at the end of it, literally, you can't, you can't even say the word preach without reach. Yeah. And you, you don't, don't even begin to try to, to preach until you start to reach. Um, uh, like it, it's, it, it's really what we're called to in this, this preaching and teaching, making disciples. Um, it's not standing on a platform that that's like 0.0001% of reaching somebody, um, is from a platform. Actually, I would argue what I do from the platform is just the analogous to get you to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, now there'll be people come to Jesus because of preaching. Absolutely. That's why we still do it. But honestly, the reality of preaching is, is not, that's not the moment that I'm trying to get them to lean in. You should have had them leaning in way before that moment. Mm -hmm. Or after that moment, I've just given you a springboard. I, I can't do everything in 30, 35 minutes that I need to do to yeah. get someone to Jesus. Um, but you can. You have relational equity. You have the time invested. Or if you don't, you should be. And use that. If they come with you, use that as, a, hey, can we go to lunch and talk about what you just heard? Yeah. 
and usually if you say to me, hey, I'll buy your lunch, I'm like, sweet, I'm going yeah. to lunch with you. Um, <laughs> Definitely. You know, yes, I like free food. Um, I, it, it's bonus, right? Or, hey, can we grab coffee tomorrow? I'd like to unpack what we heard. Um, give them the option to have an outlet to be able to talk about it. And like you just said, Amanda, don't give them your opinion. Mm-hmm. Just ask them, ask them questions. You're better off asking questions of new, new, new disciples or those that you are trying to disciple. Hear where they're at. Well, we don't want to mold them to who we think they should be to follow Jesus. We no. want to hear where you're at, what do you need, and now let me tell you. Well, when we do that, we're making them in our image, not in God's image. Exactly. Um, and I, I'm uniquely different than you and yep. you and... Thank God you. Um, well, that's uh, well, probably we're not. We're similar. probably more similar than I want to admit. Um, but uh, reality is God's created us all differently. Um, but there's there's commonality too, and that commonality is what is Jesus. He's the he's the the one that brings it all together. Um, all right, what else you got? We I could stand on that soapbox all day. Um, I think what you were talking about at the end, the three things to be fully devoted follower yourself, mm-hmm. be intentional about being intentional. And then be laser focused on the militia. The militia. <laughs> the mission. We don't have a militia. Militia. That's why. That's why. That's <laughs> why. That's why she's wearing camo. She's in a militia. Uh, mission, mission over. Mission over minutia. Yes. Yeah. Um, that that's the biggest one for me is the mission over minutia, and I'm really thankful. Pantano is not a church that really gets wrapped up in too much minutia. It's just really not. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't have people that deal with the, um, the paint colors and the carpet and the seating and the really even the music. Like we, we just don't really deal with that. Um, I say that I'll probably get 20 emails tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but we just really don't deal with that. Uh, but it's easy to drift into that. That's where the emails start poking, you know, yeah. well, why would we do this? And why? Okay. Time out. We, we strategically do things around here to make sure we keep moving the ministry forward to keep moving the gospel forward. Um, it, you know, of those three soul, what, what do you see is most important? Uh, yesterday or Monday? What's today? Uh, today? We don't know. Today's Tuesday. Apparently, it's <laughs> Thursday on a Tuesday, we have no and, it idea. Could, and it could be Friday. Yeah. Yesterday, um, I actually saw this example played out. Uh, there's a guy in the, one of the man rooted group that showed up on Monday morning. Uh, he moved flights oh. just so that he can be here to start a rooted group. That's amazing. And when I was talking to him, I was like, I can't, I can't imagine, you know, doing that. He called his boss and said, Hey, is there any way that um, I can move my flight so that I can be there on Monday? And uh, he actually said that um, Mondays are his rooted days because he has two groups now. Wow. Oh, wow. So he's not only moved his schedule, his flights, he's moved around. This guy's just straight on mission and nothing's getting in his way. And I oh, think I that's what that. really impacted me yesterday. That's incredible. It is. He moved flights. He moved flights. Yeah. I don't know. Literally. That's, <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> I'm just not going to fly today. Is he a pilot? Uh, no. I mean, he, he, or he has it. to fly for work. He has to fly for work. His name is Ian, and Ian, if you hear this man, that just totally impacted me yesterday. Wow. Bro, that's wild. That's awesome. It is. I mean, he just moved his whole schedule around just to have a Monday's rooted group with men, and he says he just loves the fact that he can speak into men, or not speak in, but lead men into the rooted experience, uh, and also he has a rooted group in the evening. So he told his boss, hey, Mondays, do that's not my disturb. Mission. Mission Mondays. That's my mission Monday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Bro, that's fantastic. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Mission Monday. And he's going to. M&M. You're welcome. Cool. And, here, and it goes a little farther. He just had his rooted experience on Saturday. And I the saw prayer him, experience. Prayer experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, saw him on, so on, he's actually in rooted and leading and facilitating. Not rooted. only that, he has one of the guys that is in rooted actually started a rooted group himself here on campus on Monday. Disciples making disciples. That's so it, replication. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Multiplication. Me, yep, wow. It blew me away. That's so, awesome. and if that guy does the same thing, now there's, now there's actually four guys doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if all those guys do it, then there's eight guys do it. And you see how this, it goes from addition to multiplication after the first person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it goes one to one and then it goes like two to two and four to four. Like it, it just multiplies the kingdom so much faster. Yeah. It, it's pretty incredible. And out of the third group, there was another gentleman, Tim. If you're hearing this, Tim, you did awesome. He has a co-leader. So he's getting ready to launch his leader to actually, how you know, amazing. open a rooted group. So two out of the three groups had a co-leader and that was just amazing to see. That's wild. That's awesome. It is. See, that, that's disciple making. Yep. So that statistic of 7% is going to be drastically changed if we stay on these missions. Gosh, I hope so. Yeah. That's well, awesome. and then you, you press that down into Tucson where only 15% of our population claims Jesus. So that's 15% of the 7%, which mm. is it's not a lot. No. It, you know, it, it's minuscule. We have some work to do. A lot. And that's why, that's why when people are like, well, are, are you competing with other churches? No. no. We're on the same team. We're on mission together. You know, we're... We're, we're on the same team. Yeah. yeah. You know, 
Um, what else you got? Uh, Robert, you got anything? I see you got notes up over there. Anything you want to lean into? Yeah, I really like the be laser focused on mission. I yep. think we all have tendencies to overcomplicate it. Uh, I absolutely. Actually, I, I was in a meeting today. Um, Already? The, yeah, I've had two meetings this morning. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I'm you're busy for the lesser of us that don't do work, I guess. I, I don't know. But, <laughs> I don't know who uh, you're right. talking about. <laughs> I know. So Wool's had meetings today. I know Robert's probably had some meetings today. I mean, uh, I know you had a meeting at where you got one of your 13 cups that you carry around with you every day. I brought a lot of food today. Oh, yeah. Did you make it or did you buy it? What? Leftovers from Did last you make night. it or did you buy it? I went it? to La Frida. I got leftovers. <laughs> I like that you got scared that Adam might listen to this. And you're like, I, I don't want to answer this well, question. Well, he saw Liza's picture yesterday. I had four drinks. He's like, did you buy all those? I was like, what? No. <laughs> what? what? You do? No. You say well, buy I, two, I, get one, I, buy I one, get two, I free. couldn't hear you. What'd you say? Did, uh, buy? I don't, I don't, what Chris says, he says, I don't speak Russian. And I'm like, <laughs> so that's my thing. What were we just talking about? I don't know. Uh, Overcomplicating things. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> what, what we just, just did. did. Yeah. We're so um, good at that. Yeah. But I, I think that. The, the mission piece, it's so easy to drift off mission. Yes. And, oh, I, that's what I was going to say. And this morning, it's probably the best compliment I've been given of of just my leadership. And I, I struggle with that statement of being a good leader. Like I, I think there's that imposter syndrome that sometimes we deal with as leaders. Um, but I was like, all right, help me understand why you think I'm a good leader. And the statement was because you got us focused on two things, leading people to Jesus and then other people leading other people to Jesus. And that's it. Um, and that's really, that's as simple as it is. Like, mm-hmm. that's the mission. If you were anywhere else on the spectrum of what God has called you to, um, outside of that, if you're not making disciples or being made a better disciple, you're off mission. Yeah. If you're focused on anything other than that, um, discipleship and evangelism, you you are out of focus. You know, if you're if you're majoring in minors, you are out of focus. Um, I, how, how do you see this play out so on the church? No, I, I truly believe it. You know, um, you actually spoke into us as staff yesterday. Uh, we're focused. Uh, just don't get distracted. Mm-hmm. Be laser focused. And I think that's what I took out of this weekend and going into yesterday as I was meditating on that is we can't get distracted and be laser focused on our mission. You talked about our elders being focused. You talked about our staff being focused. And you've been reminding us on that every single time that you get up on stage or even in, in circles or even in meetings, you keep us reminding us of what our mission is. and that And that's... That's impactful. Well, I think that's why we've seen the growth we've seen in the church mm-hmm. um, is because our team has stayed focused. Yeah. You know, we set this crazy audacious goal, what, a year and a half ago that, you know, we're going to reach 8,000 people. And um, we've had 7,000 people plus <laughs> for f- like four of the last five weeks and and growing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the viability is that by Easter, we could be a church of 8,000. Mm-hmm. Um, Post Easter, we'll probably be a church of 8,000. And uh, how do we get there in two years from a church of 31, 3,200 to now a church of 7,000? Um, you know, let, let's let's round down 6,500, right? But, you know, I think we're closer to running that 7,000 people every weekend. Um, but the reality is, how do we get there? Is we just stay laser focused on the mission. Yeah, that's why we move the one display back on stage. Yeah, because I want our people every week to see this is what we're about. Mm-hmm. If you walk in here on a Sunday and you see that on stage and you don't know what it is, um, a it tells me you've not been here. You don't know what we're about. Um, so when you're sitting in there in the chair with somebody and they're like, "Hey, well, what's what's with the one?" and he'd be like, "Oh, let me tell you about it." Mm-hmm. Um, if you've been here, it's really simple. The mission is simple: one person at a time, yeah. loving people to Jesus, one person at a time. And then we're launching you as a passionate difference maker. That's the mission. Yep. Outside of that, ah, <laughs> you're you're barking up some wrong trees. Um, and there's plenty of other churches that let you do whatever you want to do. We're not one of them. This isn't the church of the do what you want to. Yeah. This is the laser. It's funny. I remember. It's so funny how things stick in your head. I was on a, a beach retreat in high school in uh, with our youth group, which was like 12 of us. And... Uh, I didn't know churches like this existed growing up, but we did this beach retreat and we went to this Christian nightclub, which is just a really funny oxymoron Mm. in my head because I've been, (laughs) I went to a lot of real nightclubs. And um, I remember going in, they had a live band and they were playing a song called The Church of the Do What You Want to, The Church of the Do What You Please. And uh, it was a, it was actually, it's one of the catchiest songs I've ever heard. I'm still singing it like 30 years later in my head. And it, but that's what we've created. Churches of just come in, you do whatever you want, do whatever you please. I don't think that's true. No. I don't think Jesus calls us to do what we want. If, if I do what I want and do what I please, I'm out of bounds. It literally, it's the opposite. It's you exactly the opposite. Don't do what opposite. you want. <laughs> yeah. Do what if I do what I want and do what I please, I'm off mission. Yep. If I do what he wants and what he pleases, I'm on mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he makes it really simple. We complicate it in the mm-hmm. church. You know, we 
he says, go and make disciples. Yep. Okay, how do we do it? Preach and teach and baptize. There you go. Okay. And he's go, and he promises, I'll be with you. Don't freak out. I got you back. <laughs> yep. You know, um, that's why when people hear preach and teach, I can't do that. Sure you can. Do you know one person? Absolutely. Your life will preach a sermon, and the way you teach people will be the way that you interact with them. But it, but it starts with this going and making. you got to have the intentionality of going to make, yep. which being intentional about being intentional, people always like, that sounds redundant. Well, if you're not actually intentional about intentionality, you'll never do it. Yeah. It's like going to the gym. Like I, I, I go to the gym every day, not because I like going to the gym every day. I go to the gym every day because I, ha- I have to pack my bag every night, and there's an intentionality behind it. I put clothes in there. I, like two days ago, I didn't want to go at all. <laughs> but I packed the bag and put it in my car, and I had to see it in the back seat of my car when I got here, which I accidentally brought that bag in and left my backpack in the car. And I was like, I'm in such a habit of grabbing that bag now. So I went back out and put it back. But I was like, I'm not going to the gym today. Screw it. And then I walked out later in the day. I was like, dang it, go to the gym. Pack the bag. <laughs> <clears throat> Be intentional. Yep. If you just show up, sometimes it's just about being intentional about showing up. And if you're just intentional about showing up, usually God shows up. Yeah. And, you know, I've never gone to the gym and regretted going to the gym. I've never walked out and been like, man, wish I hadn't done that. Yeah. I walk out and go, okay, well, I might it's be. It's always in the beginning when I, you're going to go. You're like, I guess I, I, guess I, I, guess I might this. live another day. Yeah. You know, Darn it. Uh, good, good job on me. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it, you know so um, it, anyhow, I, I think that intentionality piece is huge. Yeah. And, and we've got to lean it. That's how you stay on mission, too, is by being intentional. Yep. You know. All right. What else you got? I don't know. That's it. I, could, I mean, I, I have two things. Oh, God, I do that a lot. Okay. Something at the end that you said. I had nothing. Now I'm back to two. Um, At the end, you said, some of you are here today because someone cares enough about your eternity to invite you no matter your circumstance. And I love that. Which kind of, one thing I want to say to a lot of people, and I I do say it, is stop taking everything so personal because you're making it about yourself. So what do you mean by that? um, I've noticed, because I've been going here three years, working here almost one, And I noticed a lot of people who have been in a church for a long time, when we're reaching certain people that they don't feel fit, they take it personal. They make it about themselves. Like how, why are they in my church? Why are they here? And it's like, what that's, you're defeating the purpose of the entire reason we're talking to people. Correct. And I feel like if people stop taking it personal and making it about themselves and make it about Jesus and like helping people reach him, we could do a lot more than we're doing. I still feel like we're not doing as much as we can do because people take it personal. But, but I will say there's two sides of that, right? Like don't make it about you, but, but take it personally what Jesus has called you to. Mm, yeah. I like, love that. D- take, take that personal. Yeah. Like the shift it. Like shift if, your if, focus. G- if Jesus is calling us to do something, you ought to take that really personally. Mm-hmm. That, that you should. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, you're being in full disobedience to him. Mm. And partial disobedience is complete disobedience. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, it, if I, if I only kind of cheat on my wife, well, guess what? I'm still fully cheating on my wife. Yeah. It, you we know, we were talking about that yesterday with being dishonest. Right. If you're not fully telling the truth, you're being completely dishonest. Absolutely. You're not partially you're dishonest. Not, you're not telling the whole truth, yeah. which means you're telling a full lie. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we, we try to, we try to talk ourselves out of being disciples mm-hmm. or discipling others. Um, or, and this is not as prevalent here as, as a lot of other churches in the country, especially as you move a little further east in the country, um, in the Bible Belt in those areas. But what I love about Pantano is if you walk in here and you don't, you don't look like a church fit, most of the time here, people don't care. They, we they approach you most of the time. Yeah, most of the time I it's like, oh, I want to hang out with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and I've been in plenty of churches where... It, based off of the way you look socioeconomically, by the based off of what people perceive you to be, by the color of your skin, by your by your you know your Name geography, it. It, you know they they just won't accept you. I, I've I've watched it firsthand. I've been involved with it firsthand. I I had a African American worship leader um at, at my last church, and I had a guy leave our church because I had a black guy on stage. It's literally hypocrisy. And he literally said, he goes, he goes, well, I I can't I can't stay in a church. You're gonna put this crap on stage. And I went, what crap? I just played dumb. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? The music's not good. I mean, he's a former R&B hip hop recording artist. Like he was signed with Columbia Records. I think he's pretty good. He goes, you know what I'm talking about. I was like, nah, I don't think I do. Explain. And finally, I just, I, he said, are you calling me a racist? I was like, no, I think you are. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've not said that word. Yeah. Right. Um, but it was his preference. Yeah. It was about him. But it's his preference. It was about him. Yeah. It wasn't about Jesus. Yeah. Um, and, and he goes, well, I'll never darken the doors of this church again. And I was like. That's unfortunate. Bye-bye. Great. Okay, love you. Because yeah. if I, I'm not going to allow that to be a part of our culture, mm-hmm. um, because that's not biblical. It, it doesn't play out that way. 
That, that's why I love our bilingual service. Yeah. That's why I love our Hispanic community. That's why, by the way, 1030 is starting to be like a kind of little Pentecostal service right now at 1030. <laughs> well, we have a lot of students that have come from Rincon Vista and they don't even come to this side. Like they always go to Revive now. Like that's the hangout. That every time they post their B reels, they're always at Revive. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I love now. Like our our African American contingent is growing here yeah. at Pantano, and at ten thirty, like this last weekend, almost I could have preached for an hour because I <laughs> I had a guy off to my left that was talking with me, and uh-huh. I'm like, oh bro, I love it, bro. Don't get me <laughs> yeah. on that train because I will roll with you. No, like, please do. I uh, want to watch. It, it was. Well, awesome. here's what's funny. Like I, most people don't know this, but I actually cut my teeth preaching. Um, in an all black church. Really? So when I was in college, there was this, this church in town called second Baptist. You got to understand Lincoln, Illinois is like white USA, like middle of a cornfield, central Illinois. Um, but there was this all black Baptist church in town. And if you went to church on Sunday, you would never get back in time to get lunch because they closed the cafe. And so we, uh, truth be told, we started going to the black church cause they would feed you afterwards, <laughs> but we were the only white people there. Yeah. And after the first Sunday, the pastor comes out. And he was awesome. They were incredible. And he comes up and he goes, so uh, you guys got to be some of them Bible college students. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, we are. He goes, what's your major? I was like, preaching and teaching. He goes, you're preaching next week. Oh. And I went, what? What? <laughs> I was like, I haven't even preached for class yet. He goes, nah, I don't care about that. You got a Bible? And I was like, yeah, I do. And he was like, <laughs> I should say no. All but. right, next week, you're preaching. <laughs> oh, wow. Man, I sweated it all week, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in my dorm. I'm like. I like I got a solid twenty two minutes. Like I think I I think I can talk for twenty two minutes. Oh, I know you can. Yeah. Well, back <laughs> then, back then. <laughs> back then when when you got to preach, yeah. like I, like it, it was it was a lot in a in front of a congregation that I have no context to. Yeah, and so I get up, man, and I I preach as hard as I can preach at like nineteen years old, you know, for this congregation that looks nothing like me, but ironically is a culture I grew up around a lot, and so I get done, I pray, and the pastor walks up while I'm praying and goes. Brother Trevor's not done yet. Oh, and I was oh, like, wow. Brother Wait, Trevor's got no more. <laughs> and he was like, there's 66 books in that Bible. He goes, you ought to open it up and talk about one of them. And I was like, right. Yeah. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I opened it back up and I talked for like 15 more minutes and I got the end. And I said, Pastor, that's all I've got. And I can't say anymore. And I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and they, But he let me preach about once every three or four months. And uh-huh. uh, he just had me cut my teeth. And it was in this environment that shouldn't have accepted me, but they loved me. Mm. And, and I love them. And, man, they would. Man, they well, f- you've brought that here because, like, when we talk about Pantano community, it's come one, come all, all everybody. Oh, yeah. And when they come here, we it's all inclusive. Like, yeah. we talk to everybody. So you've brought that culture. Well, you know, and actually, it really started with Glenn. Yeah. I mean, right before, I don't know if anybody realizes this, before I got here, Glenn had just gotten an award from the city um, as a pastor of being like the most prolific pastor in our city for racial unity. Oh, wow. Um, and he started this, like he, he, you know, you know, this soul, I mean, with Revive, he started this with the African-American community here. Um, like in, in, especially in our African-American church community here in Tucson, like Glenn is, Glenn is a unifier. And, um, I, I love that Glenn has done that. And as a result, he's, he's given me credibility with the, with, with my buddies that are leading in African-American churches here in the city and in Hispanic churches here in the city. Um, Glenn's credibility with me brings, brings, they just accept me because they love Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then once we get in, we find we got a lot of common ground, but I mean, Glenn, Glenn is the impetus to that. Yeah. Like he, he's He's the one that's like, you know, and again, he, he has global perspective. He was a missionary in Ukraine. Yep. He, he's got, like, he just has urban environment experience. He's got all of this experience of reaching people where they are. Um, that's been the DNA of our church, I think, probably from from day one, mm-hmm. is a place where where everybody can find Jesus in this space. It doesn't matter your creed. It doesn't matter your your race. Your It doesn't matter any of those things. What it really matters is that that you have a willingness to just want to hear Jesus. Yeah. That's it. That's um, anything else you guys want to unpack for the next two minutes? I like that this started with just you and I, and uh, we ended up we with a really uh, full table. We ended up with a full table. I like a full table. I do too. It's, it's oh, wait. good. I think Grady's coming. Oh. Grady Pants. Grady. Yeah, that's Grady's nickname. Grady. Grady. No, it's oh, Phil. it's Phil. Oh, Phil. Phil, you should come over Phil here. has got to be on the podcast. <laughs> come on, Phil. I, the, just for Phil's sound effects alone, we need Phil on the podcast. Soul walked in. He became a podcaster. Like, come uh, on, Phil. Uh, no, no. None, neither was Robert. Neither was Robert. I'm not, I'm not 
Well, we can hear you. Good news is we, we can, can hear, hear Phil. everything you're saying. That there's going to be a day where Phil's going to be on here because I pray every day. the wisdom that Phil actually has is really, really good. He's probably the oh, most he's intelligent fantastic. human that I've ever met. Yeah. And, and, and he says funny things. And then you put Rain Man Grady with him and it works out really, yeah. really well. What are I you mean, doing? It's like, you know, hey, Wapner at four, Wapner at four. Um, so, um, hey, any anything you want to leave our listeners with today um, as we go into the next week? Obviously, you guys aren't first time guests. We're, we're not asking you the question that we ask our first time guests, but um, just anything on your heart that you want to just leave our listeners with today? I think what you just said these last couple of days, just don't get distracted and be laser focused yeah. on our mission. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. How about you, Robert? Um, just take that step, even if it's a small step to be a disciple. One small step for mankind. <laughs> I feel like you ought to write that down. That'd be a good quote. Somebody already did. Shut up. I'm pretty <laughs> Your face. <laughs> That was a long pause between shut and your face. Yeah. Um, your face. Uh, how about how about you, Amanda? What, what do you got? What do you want to leave our listeners with today? I think mine is be kind, be compassionate, and be selfless, and just listen to people. Be kind, rewind. Well, that's a good movie. Oh, I was thinking about in the eighties when you would get a VHS tape from Blockbuster. I wasn't born yet, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you were born in the eighties. No. You're burning at eighty-five. I was burned. I burned in 85. See, so, so don't burn in 85. Nope. 84. 84. 84. Oh. Wah, wah. Yeah, 84. You're an 80s baby. I am. Yeah, but you didn't grow up in the 80s. You grew up in the 90s. I did, luckily. Yeah. I was listening to Belle Biv DeVoe when I was pulling uh, out. Poison. Mm-hmm. Uh, poison. Like, I like me some Belle Biv DeVoe. I'm going to karaoke it. Uh, hey, and I would leave you with all that. Like, just stay on mission. That mission over minutia has been a mantra in my life for the last five years of my life, really. Um, and here's what I'll tell you. When you stay on mission, some people aren't going to join you. Some people walk away. Jesus' disciples, like, all these people walked away from Jesus in John 6. Um, just know when you get focused on Jesus, some people are going to walk away. Um, it, it's okay. It's okay. All you can do is direct them towards Jesus. You can't make them take him. And uh, usually the ones that walk away are the ones that claim Jesus, not the ones that don't. That's what's interesting. Jesus didn't have people that didn't know him walk away. They were gravitating towards him. The ones that claimed to really want to be close with him, they just wanted the dog and pony show. They didn't want the commitment of Jesus. Um, so don't, don't look for the party trick. Look for, look for the savior. And, uh, I think you'll stay on mission. Hey, thanks for listening today. Thanks for being a part of our podcast. All of you make listeners. Uh, it it baffles me each and every week that so many of you tell us that you listen, uh, do us a favor. You can leave us voicemails. I heard on Spotify. We've got a voicemail on Spotify that we will put in next episode. Uh, we have got, um, we've got Anchor. You can go to the Anchor app, anchor.fm slash the make. You can leave messages there. Um, social or media would be Social super media, easy. you can send us messages there. You can yeah. even send audio messages there inside. You can just, instead of sending a text, you can send it in audio. Yep. Uh, we'd love to put that in the show, talk about more things that you would like to talk about. Um, if you do us a favor, share this. Uh, make sure that other people get to hear it, be a part of it. Um, and more than anything, just thanks for being a part of the make community. We will be right back with you next week. 